Hello, my name is J.R. Wallace. I write books for children and young adults, and I'm delighted to have you listening into this podcast. So, welcome to the sixth podcast in my short series aimed at helping everyone in your family learn a little bit more about creative writing and storytelling together. There are six podcasts to listen to in any order. Don't forget to check my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about weekly competitions I'm running for this podcast series in 2018 from July 23rd through until September the 3rd. The prize in each competition will give a family, that's kids and their parents, the chance to win something creatively inspiring. To enter each competition, all you'll need to do is answer one simple question posted on my Facebook page about one of the podcasts. So that means you'll need to listen to the whole of the relevant podcast to be in with a chance. Don't worry, the podcasts aren't long, they're about 10 to 15 minutes or so, but they're packed with information, so do listen carefully. If you're listening to this podcast after the series of competitions is finished, then keep checking my Facebook page anyway for other competitions that I'll be running. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about story endings and how to write them. Endings are very important for all types of stories. Think about it. Whenever you close a book or come out of the cinema or the theatre, you're left thinking about those final moments. If someone asks you to describe a book or a film or a play, you'll stop short of telling them the ending so as not to spoil it for them. Even when you're just chatting with your friends about something that's happened to you, or something you've seen or heard, they become more and more focused as you build to the climax of what you're telling them. A good ending makes all the time we've invested in listening, watching or reading a story worthwhile. Even though beginnings are very important to get us into the story, we very rarely remember them by the time we get to the end. Story endings are what we remember most, because they affect us emotionally, with the ability to leave us feeling sad or happy and anything in between. Therefore, good story endings make us feel something, So, to be a good storyteller, you want to make sure your reader feels something at the end of your story. There are two big questions around endings. How to know when a story ends, and what are the best ways to end? And I'll try and do my best to give some advice about both. So, how do you know when a story ends? An ending usually happens when the problem at the beginning of the story is sorted out in some way. For example, if a mystery is solved or the treasure is found, or the monster is killed. And usually, the sorting out of any problem is very closely aligned to what your main character has been wanting to achieve all the way through the story. Usually, it's your main character who's been wanting to solve that mystery, or find that treasure, or kill that monster. So a character getting what they want usually signals the end of a story. The trick to pulling off this kind of ending is to make sure the person reading your story is guessing all the way through about whether the character is going to get what they want or not, because when they do, it feels as though they have earned it after all the effort and ingenuity they have used to get there. This makes the ending satisfying for the reader who's been cheering on the main character all the way and hoping they get what they want, fearing that they won't. If a character has worked hard to achieve their goal, then everyone, it seems, both inside and outside of the book, is going to be satisfied. But even if a character does not get what they want, if they fail in their goal, an ending can still be satisfying. 
It might leave a reader upset, but stories just like episodes in life can end in failure. And failure can be important to show sometimes if that is the point that you are trying to make with your story. If you are trying to be realistic about life and how cruel it can be. Failure in life is important as long as you learn from it, if it's transformed into a valuable and useful experience, and so it should be in stories too, where appropriate. So if you decide on an ending where the character doesn't get what they want, it can be thoughtful, with a character reflecting on what they have failed to achieve and why. Perhaps there's a moral at the end of the story that you can allow the character to realise. This leads me to another type of ending linked to a character not getting what they want, failing to solve that mystery, for example, or find the treasure. It's called a character getting what they need instead of what they want. When a character sets out to achieve their goal, then they tend to be so focused on it, they don't always stop to wonder why it's so important to them. Why are they really going after that treasure or going to kill that monster? It's only by attempting to achieve their goal that they begin to understand this, that they come to understand something about themselves, which is of such great importance that it allows them to grow as a person. For example, perhaps they only wanted that treasure because they were greedy, and being greedy can never make you happy. Perhaps they were only going to kill that monster as a way of proving themselves to other characters in the story. But shouldn't a character just learn to be happy with who they are, and not have to look for other people's approval. When a character finds out something they need, it's usually in the form of some sort of life lesson. I tend to imagine it rather like a door has been opened inside them that lets them into a room which holds a precious secret about themselves. What's important is that this secret has been hidden from them until they get near the end of the story, until they are forced to realise what achieving their goal has really been about through not getting it. You might have heard that stories are about characters going on journeys, and it doesn't just mean setting out to get what they want, whether it's striking out on the road to find that treasure, or exploring a town to solve a mystery. What it also means is setting out on a journey inside themselves too, on a journey of self-discovery, that ends with them finding a secret in that hidden room inside them. I'd say that one of the most powerful ways to end a story is by allowing a character to understand something very important about themselves, whether they get what they want or not, of discovering something they could not have possibly known at the start of the story. So, if a character does not get what they want, then you could consider having them reflecting on why they haven't succeeded and what they've learnt about life or about themselves. Have they found out something that actually helps them with another problem in their life? You might want to end the story by giving them a sense that what they have learnt is going to help them in their lives after the story is finished, that they're going to be okay. Perhaps a character has learnt what being kind is like, or how to tell others how they feel, which is a relief for them, meaning they can make friends and enjoy life more. A character getting what they need can be much more important and life-changing for them than getting what they wanted in the first place. In fact, in some stories, a character might even get what they want, but then give it up because of what they have learned about themselves through the story. For example, they might have changed enough to give away the treasure they were so desperate to find after realising that money isn't the answer to making them happy, 
And this is really why stories are so powerful, because we have followed a character on their journey from the beginning to the end, during which time they have changed and evolved and learnt a bit more about who they are. And by seeing them making sense of their lives a little more, it gives us hope that we can too. Because life, for all of us, can seem tricksy and difficult and often nonsensical, and that's why stories are so important. They give us hope. The first book I had published was called The Dark Inside. It's about a boy called James who is so scared of his angry and vicious stepfather that he wants to run away and find a new life. So he does exactly that after meeting a kind man called Webster, who is, it seems, suffering from a terrible curse that James wants to help him find the cure for. But my story ends with James not living a new life, but going back to live with his stepfather. And this is because he's learnt how not to be scared anymore, of how to face up to his angry stepfather that he doesn't have to keep running. By the end, James has made a little more sense of his life and the cards it has dealt him. Whatever happens at the end of your story, having a satisfying ending for the reader is very important. You don't want someone reading your story to think they've wasted their time when they get to the end. A lot of unsatisfying endings tend to be the ones that come out of nowhere and not through cause and effect, which simply means happening naturally as a result of the things that have come before them. The endings that seem to come out of nowhere give the impression that the storyteller has just decided to stop because their story has run out of energy and ideas, that they can't think their way to a powerful ending. For example, say a character is battling a monster and is about to lose when a fireball shoots out of the sky and kills the creature. It's a random event that takes all the drama away. It's like popping a balloon. There's a brief shock that fades very quickly. There are other types of unsatisfying endings like those that just fizzle out and fade away, leaving the reader thinking, oh, was that it? The obvious ending is a bit like that too, where everything happens just as you're expecting it to do. Stories can end in lots of different ways, some of which I've mentioned, so try to be imaginative and don't go for the obvious. Sometimes a story will go on for too long after the character has achieved their goal or not. It can make the story anticlimactic, like staying at a party after everyone else has left. Someone reading a story with an ending like this might begin to think, well, we've had the end, why are we still going? And that's not the feeling you want someone to take away with them when the story does finally end. If you're struggling to find an ending that feels right, then here's a few things to think about. Imagine what might happen next to your character after your story ends, and try ending in a way that allows the reader to imagine it too. Maybe your story has ended, but perhaps another chapter in your characters is only just getting started. Pose a question to the reader about what they think is going to happen after they put your story down. When you think you're getting near to the end, remember your beginning. The two should balance each other. I mentioned earlier that the end has to answer the problem that started the story off. It can be helpful to have that story beginning and ending in the same place to show this sense of closure, to signal to the reader that this is the end because we have come full circle. I mentioned one of my books earlier, The Dark Inside. It starts with James in an old dilapidated house and it ends with him there too. 
This is a passage from the opening page. The house on the hill it was called, a small lead box on the skyline at a couple of miles. Inside it was a musty, cobwebby place with peeling walls, slick from damp. It had been there on the hill overlooking the village for as long as anyone could remember, ever present, like a boulder left over from an ancient time. And this is a passage two pages from the end. James walked up the hill towards the house. It was nothing more than a grey stone lump of a building with a rotten roof and crumbling walls and ceilings fogged with cobwebs. But he wanted to be there, alone, with his dreams and ideas, which he knew were chalked up on the black painted wall in the biggest of the bedrooms. James's story starts and ends in the same place, and I did this on purpose to make the story feel like it's coming full circle. Another thing to think about for your ending is to use a powerful image that sums up what your story is about. If you can find the right image for the reader to take away at the end, it will stick with them. Here's another example. Here's the very ending of my book, The Boy With One Name. There was something about his old name he missed. Ruby had told him it was because it was a part of him and always would be. He denied it, telling her he was someone new now. But deep down, he knew she was right. And sometimes in the quiet of the night, when he lay in bed with the dark screen of the television his parents had bought him, staring at him, he thought long and hard about what that really meant. I wanted to end with an image of reflection with the main character, Jones, wondering about the journey he's been on and whether it's in fact all been worth it, whether it's really what he wanted. I liked the idea of the blank television screen being something he can stare at. He might even be able to see himself in it as he contemplates all that's happened. I've left it up to the reader to imagine that, if they like. So, I hope this podcast has been useful and made you realise how important endings can be for the stories you want to write. Although this is the final podcast of this series, you're not quite finished, I'm going to suggest that you and your family try a few things to help you with endings. First of all, I'd like everyone in your family to write down something they really want. And then I want you to all sit down and discuss why each person really wants that particular thing. Ask why they want it. Why is it so important to them? Keep asking questions. See if you can discover a deeper reason for why they want it that hadn't occurred to them before or that they had never wanted to tell anyone else about. There's one other thing I'd like you to try. I've put the opening to my new book, The Black Amulet, up on my website. Use it as a prompt to write a short story of your own. See where it takes you. The story can be as long or as short as you want but try and end it in the same place it starts. See how you get on. I might end up running a competition and selecting the best stories for a prize, so it might be worthwhile having a go. Okay, thanks for listening. My name's J.R. Wallace, and this is the last in this short series of podcasts about creative writing and storytelling. Until next time, Have fun working and being creative with your family and remember to check out my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about the competitions running alongside this podcast series throughout the summer of 2018 where you can win a prize for the whole family.